0: Hello and welcome to Rigori, the Italian football podcast that is normally uh, featuring one, at least one of us being very miserable as Fiorentina and Venezia fans. But this week, it's all change. Uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi and I'm joined by my cousin Giancarlo.
1: And I'm absolutely delighted this week. A first win of 2024. I've only had to wait about six weeks for it. So couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, and a big win as we will discuss shortly but uh, we normally record this podcast uh, after the Sunday evening game but we are recording this a bit uh, earlier so as matters stand we don't know what the outcome of Milan Napoli is do you want to give me a prediction I, I I'm gonna I'm going to predict a Napoli win in that
1: one so that get your money on get your money <laughs> I said you'll be listening to this afterwards so there's no there's no <laughs> yeah. point there's no point anyway I just as suspect I suspect Milan might have one eye on one eye on Europe. They um, Napoli don't have that this week, so you know I, I suspect that they might they might just um, edge it. But uh, goals, I think, as well as the other thing, cause I think two teams that like to attack can't really defend all that well. Yeah. Um, so I, I think goals is probably uh, so nil nil draw most likely <laughs> exactly. as you're listening as you're listening to this because mm. uh, my predictions are not not been all that spot on. In fact, we pride ourselves really on getting things gloriously <laughs> yeah, wrong entirely, on this podcast. I think that, that's one, another of our hallmarks of <laughs> m- misery and uh, ill-informed predictions. That's uh, two of our trademarks.
0: But uh, there was, uh, you know, obviously that's a big game tonight, but there was another big game yesterday in the Olympico in pouring rain, but it didn't dampen the spectacle at all. Uh, uh, a great ding-dong battle between Roma and Inter. De Rossi's first real test, I suppose, as Roma manager and although I thought, although Roma ended up losing that game he's still, you can see the signs of what he's doing at Roma and they're pretty positive, I would have thought. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, I, you know, funnily enough, I thought, imagine Mourinho had still been in charge. The, the outcome might have been the same, but the scoreline certainly wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have been. You know, it might have well have ended. And the recriminations would still be continuing um, as we speak. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, Roma went for it. I think that was the thing. El Shiravi, you know, was was very enterprise. And the whole team was, was enterprise. And they went for it and just, they came up against, The best team in Italy at the moment. I mean, that's just a, that's just a fact. But it was, you know, in, in pretty horrendous conditions. I mean, the pitch held up amazingly well for. Um, the amount of rain that it took. And I did laugh at De Rossi on the sidelines and with his sort of suit jacket on yeah. in the pouring rain. He made no concession whatsoever. To, I mean, it was torrential rain for the whole game. He stood there. It, it reminded me of, like, you know, sort of like a spurned lover that says, I'll stand <laughs> outside the house until you change your mind. It was a bit like that. But, you know, a lot of green tea that he was transmitting there from the sidelines. And his team played well. And the, the one thing I wonder is, you know, how, you know, fans love. To win, yeah, um, d- despite the so how much goodwill you know, good performances will bring, I, I guess it's probably you know, a, 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 it depends on your your viewpoint. You know, they've got a European game coming up this week against a team that Mourinho did knock out in the same competition last year, Feyenoord. So, you know, it provides a benchmark for because we all, you know, the entertaining football is great, but they also like winning football. So, you know, up until now. Ross has provided both on 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 Saturday. Got half of the half of the deal. Um, as I say, they just went for it against a team that were a bit better than than, than they are. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, but going forward will be the real kind of measure, I suppose. If he can provide, you know, both entertainment and continue the good results he's had against the the, the lower teams, you know, and, and produce. Good performances against the better teams. There's no reason why Roma shouldn't be contending for a a top four spot. I think that would be the the bare yeah, minimum the that, that, that they've got. Yeah, yeah you know they're, they're, they're I think uh, they're certainly one of the highest wage bills in in Serie A, so they, you know, they really should be higher. And I don't think. I mean, we've said it many times that under Mourinho, I mean, they weren't even getting results laterally. But you know, even when they were getting results, they were not a lot of fun to watch. Now I'm sure, probably Roma fans don't care all that much about being fun to watch or not. If you're if you're winning, if you're you know when they lifted that European trophy a while ago, obviously that was that was great. But as I said, no, I I saw signs as you said. Positive signs from the way they wanted to play. And they've got players who can entertain, you know, you think Dybala, you think Pellegrini, you think El Sharawi, as I said, you know, and, and Big Lukaku as a kind of finisher offer. I I think there is, you know, there's a lot of reasons to tune in to watch Roma, but but Mourinho kinda of turned all those down to down to nil really right? yeah. and, and, and suffocated and, them a bit.
0: And as you say, it just showed inter just look head and shoulders above everyone else in the league, um they've they've really developed into we always thought they had a strong squad, but they've now seemed to have really developed into a, a really tough team to beat and and capable of scoring lots of goals even when they're, you know, conceding a couple they're down at half time but fought back pretty easily in the end.
1: Yeah, no, they were under pressure, you know, they were put under pressure there, but they kind of batted it off like a fly, really. They responded really well and got the job done, because that, you know, was a potential banana skin for them. A trip to the Olympico. you know, again, you know, they've got, we've said this many times, they have got the distraction of thoughts of Europe that that Juventus, their main rivals, don't. But they just, even when they're making changes, you know, it's it's not quite it. Manchester City levels, but you know it is it. It is a level that most other teams would would kill to have. You know the players to bring on it. Be it De Vrij, be it you know Alexis Sanchez, even Arnautovic. You know a, a lot of these pardenzel Dumfries kicking his heels on the on the bench. You know that I think most teams in Serie A would love to have those they're starting 11 never mind sitting on the bench so yeah they they just look they just look head and shoulders above the rest a a sad week though for um well the nzagi family because they no longer bookend no serie a of course after after the first game that that kicked off the kicked off the weekend when uh, the inevitable happened really at salerni time yeah and we
0: we we always questioned whether Inzaghi, Filippo Inzaghi, was uh, the man to save Salernitana. He seems to be one of these managers who can, whose level is Serie B, very good Serie B manager, but can't, for whatever reason, quite do it in Serie A. I actually thought Salernitana, from what I've seen of them in recent games, had played all right, but they just, obviously, they're in a position where they need to change something and, um, uh, yeah... It it, it was pretty inevitable. It was
1: inevitable. I felt some sympathy. I mean, it wasn't on, you know, to lose a kind of direct rival, uh, uh, David Nicola going back to where he performed one miracle and apparently performing another with Empoli. The game itself, they were a bit unfortunate. I mean, Empoli's first goal was to get a huge deflector. Well, the guy tried to clear it and nodded it over Ochoa and then. And kind of in, in pushing forward to, to try and get, they got caught on the break a couple of times very late on. So, you know, the actual material of that game, but nonetheless, you know, they, they have a curious, I don't know, like, like I can see a philosophy behind Empoli. I'm not sure I can see a philosophy at Salernitana. They seem to pick up sort of random. Players, you yeah, know some quite players,
0: some quite big names, big names that, that were
1: good at one point, and <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 yeah, yeah, they throw them in there, and you know, and some of them do still yeah. do a job from time to time. But it's just it's a curious mix. There's not a, as I say, you know, with Empoli, I can see a, a philosophy there. That kinda, you know, they they are a place for, for young player, Italian players in particular, to kind of to to kind of cut their cut their teeth in Serie. Yeah, whereas Salernitan, I'm not sure that there's a clear project there and, and that ultimately you no know, super people paid the price of just not getting not getting results. But he'll no doubt resurface somewhere if he wants to. There seems to be always a job for once a manager, always yeah, a manager. Exactly. In, in Italy I think you you always get a you always get a
0: you always get a job, I suppose. As Livirani mean, himself yeah,
1: Yes, <laughs> and Fabio Verani coming in at a case in point there. I mean and I saw another name mentioned, Davide Ballardini. Yeah. Even more so. I mean, a man who's never really done anything but seems to always pop up. If there's any doubt, I think they must just have that sort of copy and paste to put in <laughs> when a manager loses his job. And among the potential replacements are David yeah. Ballardini's the insert name here.
0: Uh, so, and uh, just to go back to the sort of fight for the top four, uh, another impressive victory from Bologna um, who are having some season and uh, really look like they could, they could push for it. Till the end of the season, in fact. Absolutely. You know, they're another team that benefit
1: from not being in Europe this season so they can focus their attention. But they're just a really good unit. They play some really nice football. They dispensed with Lecce like they weren't. Oh, the, the Lecce did have their chances, but, but you know, it's just it's about taking chances. Orsolini's in great form. Xerxes spurned a few chances. Um, you know, but they and they've got decent options on the bench as well, so it's a good core squad, solid, and and they play they play nice football. You know, they, they are a they are a nice team to watch. Thiago Motta's obviously, you know, kind of he seems to have cracked it. You know, after a couple of yeah. um, questionable attempts at the management game, he seems to have got to got to grips with it, which is not that surprising because he he was that kind of tactical player. On the pitch, so you're not surprised to see him translate it to to good coaching as well. Our man Lewis Ferguson just goes from strength to strength, and and yeah, big big game coming up midweek actually in that European battle because um, when Fiorentina were away on their pointless and fruitless journey to the 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 club world, no, the the, the Italian Super Cup. Um, they were meant to be playing Bologna. So it would be Bologna, Fiorentina midweek. And, you know, certainly the, the way that Bologna dispensed with with, uh, with Lecce compared to the way in which Fiorentina chucked away points. I mean, granted, Fiorentina were away and, and Bologna were at home. But even so, um, you know, the, the evidence of those performances would suggest that Bologna go into it in better form. Despite you her. say
0: that. But yes, Belotti Il Gallo, Gallo was the cockerel. The, the yeah, yeah. Win against, uh, yeah, yeah. against,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I always say I look beyond the result to the performance, and the, the, there there were elements of the performance that were still troubling, even in a five-one victory to to Fiorentina. In that. I mean, I, I would say Frosinone you know, probably deserved to be ahead, but it was it was obviously Jonathan Iconi's been listening to this podcast and he said, That's I'm that going that. to show those idiots what, what they know, because he had a great game, um, he set up the first goal, a great run and assist and he got, you know, took the goal. And then a bit of luck with a deflection for um for his second one. He put one on a plate for Nico Gonzalez, which he spurned, but then Gonzalez did score a wonderful um first time volley from an assist by Duncan. Uh, Martinez Quarter with a header and and then Barak with a very fortuitous um fifth well, consolation goal for Frosinone. Frosinone are a very open team though. I mean they, they come to play their football and even at Three 0 four 0 They were still coming forward, so they were creating chances. Terraciano had some um, good saves, but you know they they do leave themselves open to the counter attack. You know if the game had finished, I don't know, eight three, eight four, it could it, it yeah. wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been that ridiculous. So, but it was a definite tonic after a lot of bad results for Fiorentina. It was a definite tonic, and it kept them. You know, they, having been in fourth place. Um, they they kind of put the handbrake on it. At least released the handbrake on that. And I think it it will be a good game because it's two teams that you know like to impose their style, like to play football. Um, so I th- I think you know they're they're a good advertisement for Serie A. These, these teams that are in the in the hunt for it. I mean, and as we speak, I think Atalanta yeah. the other are, are are winning again. So you know they're going to be writing another De another decathlon the goal you know they're going to be right in it as well but you yeah, know it was a definite tonic after many weekends of of misery and you know that Bellotti let's not get carried away on the back of one goal but the one thing he does provide is a focal point to an attack that struggled yeah um, from that point of view you know I think Fiorentina get a lot of the ball but they spurn a lot of chances whereas he might you know, it could be a dream ticket because it could, he could maybe get the service that he needs, and he'll certainly get the game time that he needs probably. And you know, it it could also help with Fiorentina actually finishing off chances. They've dropped um, Lucas Beltran to this sort of deeper. Um, I call it the Julian Alvarez. I don't know why <laughs> I pronounce it that way. I could just call him Julian, but I felt the need to call him that. But you know, Alvarez plays that way for Man City as well. This kind of deeper-lying striker. And he's better there, I think, than he is closer. You know, he certainly works hard and he and he creates quite a lot as well. So they've kind of developed that role for him behind the striker. And as I say, you know, if you think of that, if they can get Nico Gonzalez, Ikone, our probable African champion, Christian Kwame, coming back from Afcon in, in delight. If you've got these sort of sources at supply lines... It definitely gave them a different option as well because they were swinging crosses yeah. in, which we you know were although you know both Beltran and Zola can head the ball. It's not like they can, but is the Gualdo is a as a hard worker and also an aerial threat, and it gives them a different option. So you know it could be a it could be a match made in, in heaven for both sides, but one goal only so far. We'll, we'll not get too carried away, but you know it, it, certainly the the early signs were promising.
0: Uh, and from before we drop down to Serie B, from one uh, striker that I have much maligned for the Azzurri to another, uh, Immobile got his 200th Serie A goal this weekend in Lazio's win over Cagliari. Um, I, I suppose it would be say, of me to yeah, say that a that, that, yeah, think, Mark, yeah, a few exactly. words of tribute, I think, Mark. A few words of tribute. You know, he has uh, always performed well for Lazio. Um, which is why I get so frustrated for him with him when he doesn't perform in the national team. But, you know, he, yeah, you can't argue with that as 200 goals in Syria is an achievement and um, he, there's talk of him moving on to Saudi Arabia or something at the end of the season. Um, he's hit a milestone. I do wonder whether he'll think that now is the time to cash in and, and, and take the money at that point.
1: Quite possibly, although his last trip
0: overseas didn't go great when he
1: went to the Bundesliga, he didn't score. I mean, mind you, I'm sure that the defences are a little more welcoming in, in Saudi than they are in, the, in Germany, but, um, you know, a great, great finisher, that's that's all, and in a lot of ways, I mean, you know, a lot of different styles, and he's been the, and when you see, to me anyway, at the moment, Lazio with him in it and Lazio with Castellanos in it yeah, are two yeah. different are two very different prospects. I'd rather I'd rather face I'd rather face them without Immobile than 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 with them. So you know he has got a great goal scoring. And when he joins some amazing names up there, need Di Natale, all these guys great, great players that have scored two hundred goals in, in Serie A and and got the win at at the weekend, which keeps, you know, Lazio got big Champions League game Coming up with Bayern Munich, I, I do think that will be a step too far yeah. for them. I mean, I hope I'm, I hope I'm proven wrong. With that let's be another <laughs> um, terrible reverse forecast part. from right. yeah from from the Rigori podcast. Because I just you know the lads who did limp through their group a bit. You know they rode their luck um, and were fortunate. I think to be in quite a weak Champions League group to get but. Once you're in it, you know, you, you've got, you, know, you might as well roll the dice and, and go for it. And and Bayern Munich, not quite the force, you know, they're not top of their own league. So, and they got beat quite resoundingly at the at the weekend. So, you know, there are some reasons for hope, but it's certainly a tough, tough challenge. But that's just far better now than it was, you know, pre-Christmas they were pretty hopeless in, in Serie A, but they're certainly on a run. I, I don't think they've lost a, a game in Serie A since before Christmas. So, you know, it, it, there's some signs to be hopeful, but, you know, he has been an amazing servant to them. And, it, you know, if he if he does move on, then I'm sure, you know, they'll struggle to find a replacement that gets anywhere near that number of goals.
0: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, and, uh, yeah, going down into Serie B, uh, Venezia played suit tirol um In again, not the greatest of weather. Uh, it was very cloudy. Although, if you if you see pictures, Suteraal Stadium is it's open amazing. is open at both ends with the mountains around it, and you could see the clouds around the mountains. But it didn't quite. It wasn't quite the whiteout that it was in Venice a couple of weeks
1: would, would, ago. Would that? Would, does it constitute a derby? Yeah, I mean, it was Marco. very close.
0: Uh, like I, that, I was discussing that with my dad when we were watching it. Actually, yeah, it's, it could be, it could well be. But I'll tell you one thing: Sutiro are the dirtiest football team that I've seen in a <laughs> yeah. long time. They had eight bookings and one red card. Um, yeah, and who was that one red card for, Marco Mazziello. So I mean, we can never tire of seeing him getting no, sent exactly. Off. So
1: um, now, it was a, it was a
0: classic Mazziello, you know. Absolutely deliberate foul, uh, pretending he was already apologising for the foul as he committed the block <laughs> to, for his second booking yeah. to get sent off. But, um, you know, after the after the disappointment against Parma, losing that goal in the 100th minute, important to get a win. Poy and Palo, you know, scored a lovely he, he, volley for he the he first.
1: Loves, he loves a cutback. Yes. He loves
0: a cutback. To him is just yeah.
1: left foot, right foot. He doesn't care if you can get to the byline and cut that ball back. He will thump it. Uh, in yeah, the back and then if
0: you you can be sure of one thing that if it gets him, he will hit it as hard as he possibly can. So, um, yeah, he's he grabbed a couple, and there was a lovely breakaway goal from uh, Zampano. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it 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 was a good result. Cremonese uh, only drew. Dennis Johnson got sent off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd teach you for leaving Venezia, exactly.
1: wouldn't it? So there you go. <laughs> Have a spell on the sidelines, exactly. Dennis.
0: Um, uh, but Parma got their win, so they look like they're they're, they're going to walk away with the, the, the title, probably, um, unless some sort of collapse happens. But there's a huge fight. Como got a win. But huge fight for that that second direct promotion space, place and we're definitely still in that fight I'm pleased to say so um, we play Como in a, two or three weeks um, and that's obviously going to be a a huge game. Um, Streffet has already had a huge impact. There. He's, I saw he's got I mean,
1: a deflection on it, but he was the match winner for yeah. them again at the weekend. And I've seen you know, he was a match winner potentially in Serie A, so he's mm-hmm. going to be in Serie B. So, but uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of people tuning in to Mola TV to yeah, watch, exactly. to watch, to watch that one. I'm I'm sure. I, I wanted to spare a quick word for a, a just coaching changes, a winning start for Beppe Iacchini as an old Fiorentina favourite come in to, the, the hat is back, um, coming in taking over at Barry, who've been in pretty mediocre yeah. form, but managed to get the win over, I mean, it's not that amazing to get a win over Leco, they're a struggling side, but just to see manager No, exactly, yeah, exactly, well, you know I think any win is quite hard fought in Serie B, that's just, that's just a fact, and I saw some um, trademark yakini gesticulation going on on the sidelines he is, he is all green tie he is all hat eh, wee bepe, and you know good luck to him in the job at Barry I think it's you know he'll have tougher tests in store and I, I guess the first thing's just to kind of banish any thoughts of relegation and then move them up the table because they're a big team to be, you know, where they are in in the league at the moment, and it was a it was a nice goal from uh, Ben Ali to open the scoring for them, and then they went on from strength to strength. Really, a good tonic for him in his first his first game in charge. He will certainly, he'll not lack for endeavour, hmm. and ha- you might you might subtlety might be less less forthcoming tactical innovation, perhaps not, but a a good baseball cap and some. Gesticulation from the sidelines, definitely, definitely guaranteed. Now that, now that we Beppe's in charge at Barry.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I was going to uh, briefly discuss the Nations League draw, but um, we are already over time. Uh, suffice to say, it's only the Nations League, so I can't get that excited about. it. No, so, and also he- when you're in the A division of that. You're always going to get. Tough teams. It's always going. To, yeah, exactly.
1: You're always going to face some some difficult opposition, and then we've also got our little. Are they not doing a tour of America yeah, as well that's coming right, up? Yeah. We've got an yeah. interesting one for our US listeners to look forward to. A couple of couple of games played in America over sort Easter time or March time. Yeah. I think when there's a break there, so they'll be interesting to watch just to see what exactly you know. I think there's a few new names. That are breaking through, that might that might get a chance then, and that will be interesting. Yeah, and possibly
0: some of the like uh, people like El Shirawi is having a good season and stuff. It'd be interesting to see if he features. Belotti, M- yeah. when he
1: scored ten exactly. of goals
0: yeah, exactly. for Fiorentina, exactly. I would imagine he'll yeah. be, <laughs> be right in the right in the mix. And we can look forward to we can look forward to that. Excellent. Well, uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do take time to rate and review us and. Follow, subscribe, tell your friends, all of that sort of stuff so that we can keep rambling on about Italian football each week. And getting everything wrong yes. every week. <laughs> you <laughs> heard the incorrect predictions
1: here first. Yeah,
0: yeah. and um, we will speak <laughs> to you next week.
1: Will do.